Welcome to Coming Out and Beyond LGBTQIA plus stories and support. My name is Amory Zanzel and I came out later in life. I am a lesbian, an ordained minister, a mom, and a partner to a wonderful woman. And I coach people who are coming out later in life. I believe through short, short story, we can connect, educate, and feel that we are not alone. Through listening to another story, we can often hear our own. Today, my guest is Christy. She is a 41-year-old mother of two grown boys. She shares her home with her partner, Brandy, in Maine, along with their five dogs. She's an artist, photographer, writer, and does tarot and oracle readings, along with self-care mental health clips on TikTok. Ooh, so how can people follow you, Christy? Well, I am Heal with Christy Lee on TikTok, and it's pretty easy to just put in, and I think we'll have a link down below as well, but... I have a lot of fun there, so that would be good. Well, welcome. It's so nice to have you here today. And I'll put all that information at the end of this video, too, so sure. people can find you. So welcome. It's nice to see you again. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So tell me your story, Christy. Okay. Well, let's see. I came out um, at 36, um, but I started. I'll go back. I... I got married to my junior high sweetheart so I met him when I was 12 and I just stayed the course I grew up in a very rural community and I if I had any exposure at all I I wasn't aware of it it wasn't mm -hmm. something that was ever talked about or that I experienced or witnessed of anyone in the gay community I and if, if, if anyone was talking about it with family, I think it was referred to as roommates. And that would still not be admitted to this day. You know, it's still roommates. You're talking about, you just really never had an, ex you, you feel like growing up where you grew up, you didn't have exposure to the queer community at all. No, not at all. If, if I was very sheltered and, or I wasn't aware. So it just wasn't ever something that was discussed or talked about. Um, and so I, I feel like as I look back on that, you know, I think about that, like, oh, maybe this person or me, but it was never, ever, it was just you, you are going to, you know, grow up and you're going to get married and you're going to have kids and, you know, this is, this is your path. And so uh, that's what I did. I, I got married at 18 and I had children at 21 and 23 um, and you know, I, I, I'm a longtime sufferer of anxiety disorder. I get diagnosed with that at 17. And I really think that played a huge part in my life as far as I became very codependent and just didn't believe in myself or, or even recognize who I was at all traveling through my life. You know, like I was playing this role and I had no, I was in fear so much uh, mm -hmm. that I just relied heavily on my ex-husband and so I had exposure through, you know, the cliche of L word and those, those type of shows where that, you know, that was a huge, like, I know across, across the world, you know, for many women, you know, and, and people that it was a recognition of, of, oh, geez, you know, this is nice, you know, but I definitely, you know, as someone who wasn't leaving the house, you know, I had bouts of agoraphobia and it was such a beautiful thing to watch. And I just... I knew like at that kind of in that moment, I was like, huh, you know, like this, this is, this is reaching a whole different level for me that I'm not really, you know, and I kind of just so, joked it off. So, so question for other yeah. people who may be watching this show and being like, hmm, <laughs> what happened inside of you? Like, what can you, can you name it? Yeah, I think, I think it was longing. There was a sense of longing and wanting to 
and, and maybe even a urge to belong, like that it felt like I wanted to be in that world and be surrounded by these women and have that opportunity. It, it just, it was a, it definitely felt like longing. Like I was missing something, mm-hmm. you know, that something wasn't in my world, wasn't right necessarily as, you know, and I knew it was on TV and I kind of, that's kind of how I passed it off. Like this is just a show and, and, but again, hindsight, I, I'm sure you hear that a lot. Like you look back well, and you go, yeah. Oh yeah. I do. I describe it as my missing pieceness. Like, yeah, I just couldn't figure out what was wrong. And like, like a lot of people, I checked all the boxes, you know, I got married. I had a family, I had a career. I had done all the, you know, those things. And like, I kept saying, what the hell is wrong? Why do I feel like something is missing? Yeah. And, and watching those shows, I didn't watch the L word when it, was when like it came out, yeah. I didn't have HBO. I think it's on HBO or Showtime. Yes, yeah. So, yeah. so I didn't have it, so I didn't watch it until after I started coming out. Yeah. So yeah, I missed yeah. that part. Yeah, I just I did. Surrounded. I was surrounded by lesbians all the time, seriously, mm-hmm. and because of my work, like because of work and just you know got put in my path and stuff like that. And and I always was like, well, maybe I, you know, I, maybe I think I'm a lesbian because I'm surrounded by lesbians all the time. And it was just like it just. You know, I I dismissed it. Like yeah. I I hear you saying that you sort of dismissed. I did. This. I just thought it was kind of right. Yeah. yeah, I didn't, and I still wasn't around anyone that that I knew that was a lesbian at that point. So again, it was a TV show. So in 2016, I no 2015, I started at a job um, as a quality assurance person, and. I was kind of submerged into there were there were so many gay people at this this workplace and it was it was just kind of like I remember being so excited my coworker was gay and then and then you know there were couples that were together that were there working and I had never been part of any of that and so it was like kind of seeing you know a a, a not so fancy version of L word, but in my world, I was so sheltered that I, you know, and so I had those same thoughts at first, like, am I just wanting to be like these people? Like, do I just feel good here in this space? Because, because they seem so good, you know, like they're being themselves. Like, is this, you know, I questioned it. Um, and then I, I, it was 2016 and in March of 2016, I, there was this girl that worked there and she, she kind of had like a tough kind of attitude. And I, I'm such a people pleaser. And she came in the, into my office and someone had Disney music on and she did not like Disney music. And I said, Oh, come on. Everyone needs a little Disney in their life. And she was like, Nope. And so like, I felt myself go, Oh no, she doesn't like me. This girl doesn't like me. What if I, you know, like I, I just, I felt silly and, but I, it was that moment too, that like, I became pretty fascinated with her, you know, like this, this person, she seems so sure of herself. How could she not like Disney music? How could she not like Disney music? You know, exactly. I mean, come on. So there's, you know, me just, you know, happy-go-lucky in that way. And, and I just couldn't imagine it, but my car broke down at work and that same girl knew, knew cars. And so my coworker called her, she, she worked there, but she was out of the office at the time and she came to work on my car and she hopped out of her blazer and my knees went out from under me. Like mm-hmm. I lost my breath. It's one of those moments that people talk about and you don't always believe, but I lost my breath. Like it, hadn't, it wasn't like I hadn't seen her before, but 
I mean, and she, she doesn't smoke anymore, but she tossed her cigarette. Like it was just one of those, like from the movies moments where I was like, <laughs> I don't even think I spoke. I think I handed her the keys because she wanted to test drive it around. And when I put the keys in her hand, like electricity shot through my arm. Like it, it was just, I couldn't, I can't, you know, I still can't explain it, but it was so powerful and it was so um, amazing. Amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. It was you know, so subtle, but so big. I, I had that moment too. Um, so my partner who I met online, who, um, you know, we were friendly online for a while. It was like, you know, it was very casual. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, then like a week or two before she, we started to flirt together and it was about four months after I had met her. And she sent me this picture of herself where she was like lying down on a, a couch and she fully dressed and everything. Sure. And she was looking into the camera and like, like my stump, like I opened, and my stomach dropped and I, and I was like, oh. like, I was like this moment of, I have to have this person. Like, and I had, like, I was such a cynic. I had never experienced that before my, I had dated yeah. plenty of guys and, you know, mar been married for a while. Um, I was, I was separated at that time, but like, I had never experienced that feeling so I understand it very, and, and I've heard other women who have lived a straight life on, you know, mistakenly, <laughs> um, like that moment when like, like, so, like somebody puts their hand on your leg or puts their, and it's like all these feels shoot up into yeah. you. Yeah. And that happens. It's really wonderful when it happens. It but is. It can be super confusing because I'm sure you're driving home now after she fixed your car. Yeah. And what's going on in your head? Yeah, confusion, um, excitement, like all kinds of emotions, like mm -hmm. uh, fear, you know, just what is, is this, you know, again, questioning, like, this, this can't be and, and it opened up a few days of just every time I saw her, my heart would race, you know, she'd mm -hmm. be down at the photocopier, I'd be pacing in my office, it was just mm -hmm. ridiculous, like it just, it took me right over it, like you said, it was beautiful and amazing. And it opened up something that just couldn't be put back down, yeah. you know, like it was something that it feeling that way and having that big of a response, I knew there was no turning back, even, you know, even as though I wanted to, as you know, things progressed or thought about it, there was, there was no putting that back in the can. It was out, and, you know. And how was, what was her reaction? Did she have the same reaction or she had been uh, out for a while? She so. had been out for, yeah, she had been out for a long, quite a long time. Yeah. And she, she, she didn't, you know, I'm, I'm married and I've got kids and I'm, um, I love Disney, you know, so there's, there's that, but yeah, we started texting. Um, cause I actually went on my way home. I, I called and, you know, to thank her and left it on her voicemail to thank her for helping me. And she said, she never usually even checks her voicemails. They sit there forever, but she happened to, and I left my number. So she sent a text the next day to see how the, how the car was running. And so we started texting and started forming a friendship and she was very reserved and I was super super flirty and she was very like very very reserved of course, because yeah. you know, she's thinking okay so in the gay world she's thinking oh this straight woman's coming on to me right right because you know she wants to you know you know what did they say nobody wants to be somebody's test subject she's probably thinking to sure. herself which is really normal yeah. saying oh i don't want to be someone's experiment right sure yeah absolutely yeah, yeah absolutely so yeah 
that was exactly it. She was super reserved. Um, at one point she said she had an epiphany and she told me that, you know, she didn't want me to get hurt. She could see that I was kind of like, you know, that she, you know, she herself, she wasn't involved at the time, but she herself had, had someone else she was, might be interested in. And so like, I said, okay, I'll back off. I'm sorry. You know, like, but the moment that I started to back off then she was kind of like, well, I don't know, <laughs> like, because we had really formed such a nice friendship, you know? And so, um, and I just, it really, you know, it started the tumultuous year. I, I divorced a year later from, from 2016. Mm -hmm. So I divorced in 2017. And again, having to go through all of that, um, the, the process with my ex-husband and, you know, one of the wonderful things that he and I were, were great parents to our children. And so we were a wonderful team. And I, I still look at that time as we did, we kept the, kept the boys pretty sheltered, um, but kept our honest and open relationship as far as them, with them, what was going on. But it, it was a tough, it was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life, for sure. Yeah. Can I ask you a couple questions? People yeah. are always asking this. You know, Christy and I met on a mutual support page that's online and Facebook. And um, and how did you tell your husband? Like, how did that happen? And how did you tell your boys? Because those are always the questions. People, how do you do this? How do you? Sure. Do yeah. Um, I didn't have to tell my ex-husband. Um, outwardly right away because he just kind of knew so so I I kind of relate this in this it's not funny because it was a very messy middle but there's a friends episode where you know where you just and I've lost my train of thought on what the friends episode was but he he knew because oh that's what it was Ross is talking about how his ex Carol has was saying oh I went out with Susan and he did this and then I went with Susan Susan's so great we did this I talked about Brandy a lot and I talked about um, just how interesting she was. And I was just so excited because it was really like this friendship that I was having too was also very powerful because of the connection that we had. We were interested in photography. We were interested in the same things. And I just felt really listened to and it was just wonderful. So, so I talked about her a lot. And so I think there was an understanding there that he, he, grasp even before I fully did of the situation and so he actually brought it up to me and it was it was not fun <laughs> it was no. not a fun conversation there were so many conversations you know that yeah. that happened in tears and just not fun conversations to have but it, it was once I realized for sure where I was headed and that I couldn't go back that's I guess that my words you know were that is that I can't can't go back like I can't I can't reverse this feeling and and I, and I think he knew that it's it's we can't unknow what we know yeah yeah and there were times where I thought if I could okay because I didn't want to cause this pain that I was causing you know like I didn't want to witness it and see it and, and you know we we all went through such such sad times because the idea of what your life is going to be completely changes for everyone you know and so right. that really is can be very painful and we had many conversations and I think that's the biggest thing is that we kept talking and kept processing until we couldn't process anymore and it just really came it down knew. to yes it, it, it was this, time to it go was time. yes yep yeah. so 
We chose to, yeah, we chose to nest for, for the first year. So what that is. Yeah. So that is, we chose to leave the boys in the same house and we alternated. So, so I went, my ex-husband started seeing someone. And so he would go to her house, um, half the time and I would be here and then Mm -hmm. at the house and then, uh, we would switch. And so the boys never had to travel for that first, first year or so. And then, and then we, that was hard. It was hard to do, but it really did help. I believe strongly it did help with the transition for them. So they, my conversations with them happened separately. And Mm -hmm. I told my youngest first um, that, you know, I'm realizing that I, I think I worded, I didn't say lesbian at the time, I don't believe. I said, I think I might be exploring that. I, I said, I am, I started really young with your dad and I don't think I ever gave myself time. There's that years of 12 to 17 where a lot of people talk about that they have those developing times and that's when I was with their dad. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, I didn't, I didn't explore. I didn't have those college moments that people talk about. I didn't do those things and so I said I'm kind of having those moments now yeah and yes and they they were really understanding I was really lucky they were really supportive and I think part of that too as I said we weren't going to change anything for them right now while we figured the stuff out mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and it was hard <laughs> it was hard to do I you know well, it's not so hard you know when your husband yeah. started dating what was that like for you I mean like for me I was relieved <laughs> But yeah. not everybody feels that way. How did you feel? Yeah, I was not, I, I struggled. I, I did struggle. Yeah. It was, a, it was a fear of, because I still was in such unknown worlds. Like I really thought no matter what I was a big, I was not for divorce at all. Like I was mm-hmm. a child of divorce. And so, and it was a rough experience. So I was one of those people that was like, no matter what, I I'm never, never divorcing, it. never. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then I'm like, going through that idea of, oh, wait, <laughs> I am, this is happening. And I went into a depression for a, a, a good, after the divorce, probably a good, almost a year of depression. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was really, and that, some of that was him dating and like life changing and realizing that the world you once lived in keeps moving and you're just not in it. Like his world was pretty much the same, obviously without me in it, but his family, like I grew up with his family. And so like, it just was these dynamics of, oh my, like this world is still happening. And then here I am trying to figure out where I fit. Right, what do I do? It is very painful um, when you step away from your old world and the old world continues because my ex-husband still living in the same house that we shared together. Um, And, and, you know, a lot of times when we come out with our life, the the straight spouse gets the straight friends and so not you know it it, they just sort of gravitated to them and you know there's a handful of people and honestly the people that I remained friends were 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 actually the women that were divorced when I was married to my husband and they became even though they're none of them are gay they became my biggest support supporters um so it's very painful to watch the world go on and you've stepped away from that world I did I did. It, and it felt like I took a huge leap and I was in therapy. Thankfully, I'm very grateful for the therapy part of it. Was, do you think it was depression or do you think it was grief? Because depression is a part of grief. Sure. Right? 
Yeah, I, I, I very much. And I'm only learning very, you know, over the last few years about grief and um, shame and guilt and all of those things, you know, I've, I've learned a lot about that. So I, I absolutely, I think it was a cumulative, like it just, it was environmentally de depression, you know, for sure. It was what was going on that put me in that place. And, and it was really hard on Brandy and I, and we had to go to therapy together for to get through and navigate a lot of these things, because you do hope that that energy and that magic will just continue, you know, with, from there. But, but when you're in it and you're experiencing things that neither of you have ever experienced, it, it took some navigating. And so we, we did couples therapy and we still continue to navigate things that are new for, for both of us. Yeah. Well, my partner and I had to navigate all those things too. And we did go to couples therapy really early on in our relationship, yeah, probably same. two years in. I yes, mean, yes, it was just that we were trying to know, first of all, she was a long time out lesbian, had only dated lesbian women, no kids. She'd been out for 30 years when we met each other. So she was like an old, you know, she always, she jokingly calls herself an old battle axe lesbian, you know, and, or, a, a, an, you know, a, a handy dyke or something like that, oh. which is not, you know, that's okay. It's not a, it's not a slur if you sure. use it when you own it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I know you, I know you know that, but yes. I just want to put that out there. And, um, you know, she really struggled with my, it, it was hard for her not to take on my sadness about the loss of my marriage. And because she came around right when I was leaving my, I mean, I was, I had, we were separated, but I was still very much leaving the marriage emotionally. And so she showed up in my life. And I remember saying to her, you know, do you want to come back in a year? <laughs> because I know things are going to be messy and, hard and difficult so for for my partner it was very hard for her to separate my sadness over the end of my marriage and how things had changed with me and my children um uh from her yes yes yeah. and that's she, what we dealt with really struggled to yeah. separate because I could still, you know, it was, it was th this lesson for both of us we, where we had to learn to hold in tandem my grief and our joy. Yes. And, you know, it was really hard. I mean, she, for good for her, I mean, for my partner, and it sounds like your partner as well, is they hung in there, you know, yes. um, because the magic had happened. Right. And she did. And I feel like there's that moment where I missed it. You know, it was the moment of celebration to the end of one thing and the start of another. And I missed it because I was grieving. You know, I missed that, that moment. So she, she understood and was ready to celebrate while I was like, my world is just completely changed and I am terrified. So, you know, and we had to work through that and I'm grateful she did. She hung on and, um, and we, you know, it's been, so that was 2017. We're now mm -hmm. 2021, you know, it's, it's been eventually after the nesting period, we did um, make it so that uh, my ex-husband bought a house and, now and then the boys went back and forth instead mm -hmm. of instead of the other way around. My youngest had gotten his license by that point, and so it just made things easier. You and live very close, right? You yeah, guys? we're about yeah a little less than a mile, so not too oh, bad so at all. Easy, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Yes, yep. Yeah. 
how is it different being now that you you know you've been in a relationship with a woman for a while now? How is it different than the relationship you had with your husband? What's different uh, about it? Sure. Yeah, I think I have learned so much about myself. I have grown and actually learned how to be more independent and just things matter to me. I've learned my own likes. I've learned my, you know, how to express if I, what, why I want things, you know, all because of that support and the ability to just, and to watch, watch her, you know, so sure of herself and so confident and just, I've wanted to like, how is she like this? How, how does she, you know, she, she attempts everything. She tries everything at least once, you know, she'll try to fix whatever. Those things were so scary for me. Like, we're going to take that apart. Really? Like, you know, like those, instead of watch her do that. And sure there were, there were issues along the way, but it, it just gave me a sense of courage that I didn't have in the past. Like I was so dependent. I didn't believe in myself at all. Mm-hmm. And so going through this and then realizing who I really am, it, it gave me, it's given me courage and just a sense of well-being. And, and that's even, I would say, so this was 2016 that it all kind of started. I would say this is probably, it, I've grown the most this last year. So mm-hmm. It's take, it took that long to get to a place where I could really open my eyes again and go, wait, you know, this is where, where I'm at now. You know, it's funny. My sister said, my sister got divorced years ago, and she said to me at the time, um, it takes about five years to yeah. get through a divorce. I mean, so coming out is like, that's a piece of it, but it's it's really sort of over there <laughs> and, and it's all intertwined, but the divorce part is really the hard is, is as equally as hard. Sure. But, um, you know, she said to me, it takes five years to get through a divorce. And I feel like she's right, you yeah. know, because my divorce started in 2016 too. And I'm now five years past that. And I feel it feels distant now and it doesn't emotionally wreck me anymore though there was a lot of grief involved in my divorce and the way it was really more about the changing in my family and the way we existed as a family because my like you my ex and husband and I were really good friends we were and we were great co-parents I mean we weren't lovers in the way that I'm lovers and partners with my my fiance, but we were good friends. And, you know, we had worked, I've been married 26 years. And um, what really surprises me, even now, I will have days of grief. Like, for me, it's sort of funny, July 4th last year, I never cared about the holidays. (laughs) And like, it just sort of hit me that I, I, I moved. So I live in Nashville, my family's still in New England. And, um, you know, it just sort of hit me like, oh, I miss that. I miss, you know, even though I talk to all the kids and they're all grown, I have three grown children um, and one seven, 17 year old. Um, it, it was just weird how it just sort of hit me. and It surprised me. It, yeah. Wait a minute. It didn't surprise me. I knew it was grief when it happened. Yeah. But you have days like that. I do. I do. I, yeah. the, but it, and I, it took me a while to recognize that it was the family dynamic that I was missing. It was those little moments 
that we had as a family where the kids might say something that we laugh at or, or even just getting to spend time. And this pandemic has obviously added to this um, there with, with my ex-husband. And so th there'll be moments that came at Christmas time, those kind of things that come up that I know that other people are getting to spend time with, with my kids, you know, and like that family piece that, that was just really easy. That part was easy. So yes. I, and it's I, grief. It is absolutely grief. And it will, it will catch me off guard a little bit because I'll, I'll be like, Oh, but I recognize it as, okay, you, you miss something and it's okay to miss this, you know, and it's, yeah. it, it was an important piece of my life. Uh, but let myself grieve. Yeah. And it doesn't make you any less gay or no, however, it's, right. fine. it's just that I think it's really normal to miss things sometimes. Yes. And so I think, you know, sometimes too early in this process, people will have moments where, you know, because when you're, when we're starting this, we keep thinking, am I making a mistake? You know, and, and I think people have moments in which they have these feelings of, of intense missing or intense um, longing for something that they once had. And, and so they question everything and it, really is just a normal part of grieving and moving away from something to move towards something else. Right. You know, and that, yeah. and people, and it makes you really confused. So it's really normal to have those feelings, especially you said something, you called it the messy metal. So what do you mean by the messy metal? Sure. So I think it's just when you feel like everything is falling apart, you know, like that you've lost control of what you again that idea that I, I i don't like necessarily using the white picket fence but it is kind of that that idea that you're programmed with growing up like this is what you're supposed to have so i did have those what i had set out to have you know mm -hmm. but it didn't it didn't fit me it was there was missing pieces and so right. the messiness came from the pain the hurt the guilt and the navigating my own feelings of mm -hmm. of what is happening? Like it felt, it, there was a bit of, you know, derealization in the sense of like, is this really going on? I had lived, I, I was married for, you know, 24 years and, and, and I, I, this was just, that was my life. I lived it every day. You know, you live this certain way every single day and you add in the complexity of anxiety disorder and, and that mental health too. You're very dependent on that. And so, all of a sudden, you know, I still have those moments, you know, we're five years later, but I'll have those moments where I'll, you know, I'll look over and I'll, is this really my life? Like, am I, you know, you know, like, and I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm very happy with it. But I'm also like, how did some days there, I, some days, how did this happen? You know, yeah. like, because I was living such a different life and now here I am. Um, so yeah, it's still, there are moments of that. Has coming out helped your anxiety? Yes, I will say that at first, I, things got, like I said, I was, I, things got worse, you know, yeah. um, mm -hmm. I think having to learn to, I, there's been so much healing that has occurred in this whole process and learning about myself and who I am, that taking away that person that I was so dependent on because of my anxiety, that was scary. That was terrifying, you know. And that was my crutch, like, you know, he was my crutch at the time. So, and then not then taking and putting that crutch and dependency on my next partner, you know, like having to learn that this, this is, this needs healing. And so 
I've done the most healing this past year, like I've said, and it is my anxiety is in such a different place. And I, I am much stronger. And I, I believe that's because I'm being true to who I am. And mm-hmm. without ever knowing that I wasn't being true, then, you know, I'm sure there were signs in my body's way, probably of going, hey, listen, something's yeah. not right, you know, yeah. but I wasn't able to see it back then. And, and now, mm-hmm. now I listen a lot more than I ever did. You know, I struggled with anxiety my whole life. Like, my family is a family of anxious people. Yeah. And now my kids are. It's just, it's, it's like, you know how some families get migraines or some families have bad back pain or something like that. My family has a lot of anxiety. My mother had a ton of anxiety. My dad was an alcoholic. He stopped drinking, but I'm sure he, you know, he used alcohol sure. to help his anxiety. A lot of people do. And so what I have come, my anxiety Anxiety I struggle with. Um, It's not gone per se. It's less, but I also recognize when it's showing up. Mm -hmm. And I have to say to myself, okay, you need to meditate. You need to take some breath. I do some natural um, stuff um, that helps. Um, They're... um, I can't remember what they are, but they're a natural medication. Uh, sure. Something you buy in a health food store. I can't remember what it is. And I'll, I wouldn't say it out loud because I don't want to recommend anything sure, like that. Sure. But it helps. And I know that, okay, I need to do this. And um, so, you know, help like um, coming out really helped me to recognize yeah. my anxiety and that it's just part and parcel of who I, I am or I struggle with anxiety. I don't want to call it my anxiety, but I struggle with anxiety. And so it, it just has helped me recognize it. And what I have noticed as somebody who's always struggled with feelings of sadness, unexplained sadness, like, and, and like looking around me and going, is this all this there is, right. you know, I don't have that anymore. Right. Like I have, I have, I, I recognize my anxiety, but I don't have sadness around my relationships. You know, I don't think to myself, oh, should I leave? Why am I staying? All these things I didn't, it might've been different for you, but I thought about those things a lot in my marriage. And so for me, finally acknowledging that I was gay because mine sort of followed me around for most of my life, um, really helped me to no longer feel so um, sad. Like I don't have the sadness anymore. I'll always have the anxiety. I just don't have that ever present sadness, you know? Yeah. So tell me what you're doing on TikTok. That's really Uh, cool. I didn't know that. I I, like, I didn't even, I I was a bad girl. I didn't read your, your, um, your intro. I read your intro and I was like, Oh, what is she doing on TikTok? So I first started out with, um, I created an account and I was really trying to get into the, the there's the lesbian TikTok and I recommend it yeah, for anyone who really that. likes that, yeah. you know, but, but I, I really wanted to connect with people. And so I started doing Oracle and tarot readings for myself, for my own healing. I got into meditation and really sitting with the anxiety. I wanted to touch on that real quick. I sitting with the anxiety is such a game changer. It's terrifying, you know, because who want you're, you're lear- you learn really young to escape it, like distract yourself, get it, get it away, you know, like, but learning to sit with it and be with yourself and, and really, it just, it's so powerful. And that's, that's really recent for me. And that's for me with grief. Like yes, exactly. when grief yeah, shows absolutely. up, I'm like, hi, how are you? Exactly. And that should be the same for the anxiety. Like, yeah. welcome, come on in. Because I had to learn that discomfort 
is part of our world because I had this, this idea that we, from a very young age, it was, you know, like, you're not supposed to be uncomfortable. You're, mm -hmm. this is not the way it's supposed to be. And so how it, and it took me <laughs> till 41 to really go, wait, you are going to be uncomfortable. You know, like life isn't all about being comfortable. There are going to be, there's going to be discomfort. So having to accept that has been, it has been a really big game changer for me. So I wanted to connect with people. And so I started just doing cards on TikTok and I did little clips and I love to do little videos. And so it's, some of it is, you know, I did some outside this summer. I, I did a ton of, I don't know if you've heard of earthing, but like just walking out at, with your feet outside on the ground, on the ground. Like, oh, that do you, do you, you take your shoes off, you take your shoes off. Yeah. Yes. And just put yep. your feet in the soil. I watched a documentary and I can't remember it right now, but I, I my, my great, one of my grief mentors, Joanne Cacciatore, she's um, pretty famous in the grief world. She does that. Yeah. She does that with Amazing. her Yeah. Because it helps with grief. And yes. Stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, it was amazing for me. And so I wanted to kind of put some stuff in videos to help to help other people. And I, it's taken some time. The algorithms are hard on TikTok, but it's I'm starting to connect with those that I'm reaching people. I do I do reads. I'll put things up. I really believe in like intuition. And if you see something, then you're meant to see it, you know, like that's and if I can bring any type of message to anyone that can bring them some comfort or joy. Like that's, that's really, it makes me feel good. Cause I think it's important to do things that matter to yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's something I've learned. And I didn't have a lot of that in my life where I felt like what I did mattered, you know, being a parent of course matters, but I didn't have anything for myself that felt like it matters. So when I connect with people and I'm sure you get that yourself, cause you connect with lots of people, it gives me a sense of, it gives me a sense of joy. And so Perfect. I've just, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so that's, I, that's, I just put these little videos up and, and I, I just really enjoy it. So, and I do digital art too. Um, and that comes from my photography where I take pictures um, and then I digitalize it with watercolor and I have an Etsy shop, which well you can put up there too, but, and that I tie that in with my Oracle reading. So sometimes if I do an Oracle reading and it moves me, I'll do the art and show the clip on there. And then, oh, yeah, yeah, it's fun. So how, how can people reach it, find you? Sure. Yep. Okay. So I'm on, on, if you go to my TikTok, I have a link right in my bio that shows all the places where you can reach me. Um, and that was heal with Christy Lee. Um, so that that's, that's probably the easiest way is through my TikTok. There's the link, I have a link bio that has all okay. my little links on it. That's probably mm -hmm. the best way. And, and I'm really just starting to navigate out there, but I'm finding my calling. I, I've been, like I said, I've been doing a ton of healing and mm -hmm it's opening, opening me up to want to share what I've learned. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny because, you know, I think what, when you come out later in life, whether you're 25 or 75, I think it is such a deeply, for me, it has been a, such a deeply spiritual journey in yeah. which I totally reframed how I see the world and my place in it. And it just like, I, like when I started coming out, I was, you know, I just thought I was gay and <laughs> I didn't realize all this, like all the shit that's happened has happened. And it really just, that's like the, I think I would love to tell people that are just starting out that that's the, the most profound thing about it is yeah. that it changes you in a way that if you stayed in, you know, if you stayed in your marriage and you were straight, or even if you left your marriage, I mean, it just, I think like such change and transition, 
um, it just changes you so profoundly that it just makes the world a different place, which is actually sort of cool when you're in your 40s and 50s to see the world in a way that you never saw it before. And it's it's life changing and life giving. You know, absolutely. I, mean? I do. 100%. Yeah, I know. I wish I could like wrap it up and sell it in a bottle. <laughs> I know. I know. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Like, you know, and I don't even, you know, if you happen to be watching this and you're you're not you're not gay and you're not coming out, but divorce I think is a real big component of that. And so sometimes that happens when you get divorced and you start to see yourself as a different person than when you were um, a married woman and now you're a divorced woman and that changes your perspective about things as well. Absolutely. So, yeah. So when you were coming out, Missy, did you yes. have a, a coming out song? You know, I, I, I listened to music all the whole, like the whole, my grieving process definitely included music. My partner would send me songs and I really like, it, it energized me. There were a lot of different things. I didn't, there were so many songs that I related to. I, I listened by Beyonce was one that I would listen to a lot. And even though it didn't relate in the sense of like, telling my my ex-husband anything it just it was a, such a powerful it made me feel like okay it's time for me to listen it's time for others to listen like I'm not who I thought I was and this is this is who I am um and she used to be mine Sarah Bareilles I think it sings that one is another yeah. one that I really compared paired myself to because it just it resonated when I would listen mm -hmm. to it so when you're watching movie, a book or a movie that you've seen that really change your perspective on things and it doesn't have to be just gay stuff. Sure, sure. Yeah, I, and I, again, I, it's so funny. I've learned, especially in the community and, and whatnot, when you really have to be in a certain place when you watch something or you read something or more open to it because you can love something and someone else hates it you know and then you're like whoa but it I think it just ebbs and flows but I, I would have to say this and this is just recently I read Radical Acceptance by Tara Brock and mm -hmm. that has been life-changing for me and I almost wish I had it years ago but I'm not sure that I would have been as receptive years ago because I am like with all that healing comes an openness and so Radical Acceptance while I used to look at it really negatively and I still will kind of pout at what we have to accept sometimes mm -hmm. I still feel like it is it is a way to inner peace and just being able to be in whatever part of the world you need to be in so that was that's a life changer for me it was radical acceptance movies I love I dove into all the lesbian movies well of course when I first started coming out and I will and I still anything coming out I will grab and just <laughs> they're not they're not the best out there but I, I yeah. still they are there's something that, you know, you want, it makes you want for more, but I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful as we go forward that there'll be more of those. One of the most funny ones that I really like that my partner introduced uh, to me too is Wait, I'm a Cheerleader. Have you ever seen that one? It is hysterical. I, don't I have. I don't, yeah. Like, RuPaul's in it and it's mm -hmm. from the 90s and it's a classic. I think, I think it's like, wait, I'm a cheerleader, but I'm a cheerleader or something. And it's, it's about a girl that's a cheerleader who's like a high schooler and <laughs> yeah. realizes she's gay. And it's incredibly campy and fun. And I highly recommend it. Okay. Yeah. I butchered the name, but anyway. <laughs> so what's the best thing about your life today, Christy? Man, I guess I would have to say just my inner growth, just my ability to sit here with you. I don't think I would have been able to do this a few years ago and to feel that everything that I'm saying to you is genuine and real and coming 
fully from my heart. So I just, I don't feel like an imposter sitting here talking to you. Mm-hmm. Whereas in my past, you know, back being married, I felt like an imposter. I never mm-hmm. felt right. And so right now it's just this path of healing and growing and learning. And it's wonderful. I, you know, I, it, it seems weird to say, I guess that part does seem a little weird to say. I said, I don't feel like an imposter, but it does feel nice to say that things feel good right now, you know, with everything that's going on. Even it, in the middle of COVID. Even in the middle of all of this, that there's so, that's the silver lining for me with, with COVID, you know, is that I have learned a lot about myself and I have healed a lot of, a lot of wounds and, and accepted the uncomfortable along with the comfortable. So, yeah. So thank you for your time today. Um, you just honestly shared such amazing wisdom and I have, this has been an absolutely delightful conversation. So thank you, Christy. Yes, thank you very much.